Okay, Dave, explain to everybody uh, what's happening here on the show today. Well, about 10 years ago or so, uh, more than likely you saw the video of the dude in the gold tuxedo playing drums like a crazy maniac. <laughs> that man's name is Steve Moore. Yeah. He's also known as the Mad Drummer. Yep. So, you know, well, let's talk to him, right? Yeah. He's perfect for our show. So right. he's... And Manisha Men's Celebrity Interview is up now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, uh, this is, uh, is going to be fun. Yeah, you may not know our guest's name, but considering that his videos have been seen over 50 million times on YouTube, chances are that you know who we're talking about. Please welcome to our show, Steve Moore. Who is known as the Mad Drummer, Steve? Thanks for your time. Oh yes, sir. I appreciate you guys being so patient with me. I know we had to work out some schedule things over the past month or so, and I, like I said, I appreciate you being so patient. Oh. I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, just so in, ca- in case people don't know, in uh, June of 2010, you became an internet sensation. Tell everybody how a simple understated gold tuxedo <laughs> and a ZZ Top song made you a star? Uh, well, it's actually um, um, two different factors to it. Uh, first of all, um, at, that, at that period, about a year prior to that uh, ballpark, someone came out and they actually uh, videotaped a, perf- a performance, and it was just a random performance. Uh, the band I was with at the time, we did about 200 shows a year. So we played multiple times a day, and someone just came out and filmed a random show. I think it was 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. Uh, And then they uploaded that video to uh, YouTube. Uh, At the time, uh, it only had a couple thousand hits, a couple thousand views, something like that. And then about a year or so after that, someone different uh, pirated the video, and honestly, I think they live in like Argentina or something like that. Okay. Uh, they re-uploaded the video, but when they uploaded it, they actually titled it "This Drummer's at the Wrong Gig." Uh, and I think the fact that the title, along with the, the way that I play and just everything involved with it, um, it just fortunately for me, it just took off uh, and just almost immediately went viral within <laughs> like 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 a week something like that so i was just really it's uh marketing 101 very, it's the title well, it's the yeah, title it's, of the video it really it really it truly is you know i mean i hate to say that but it it, it really is it, the, the title's what really um it got the attention and then when people hit the play button well then uh, fortunately for me they, i guess they enjoyed it you know so i've just always been very grateful for well, it i've uh, yeah. said for many years i really had very little to do with it it just it was just kind of a gift to me i think i think we're not uh, doing justice to d- the description of you of your drumming style it's because phenomenal. you you talk uh, about you know and i was playing the drums yeah. uh, you weren't playing the drums you were like you were keith, owning the drums man you were like keith moon on speed if <laughs> yeah. that's possible it is like uh and you're playing a zz top song and every eye in that right. crowd is on the drums and you are going insane on the drums just so awesome in that that yellow <laughs> <Rock and> roll <laughs> that gold tuxedo uh you wear that to costco don't you <laughs> no and i love keith moon always have always have 
I mean, it's 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 the best. So you don't know who uploaded it. So you're you the, the, this this gift is from somebody that you don't know, right? I mean, total. That's uh, correct. Yeah. Now, now, actually, what I ended up doing, and uh, I apologize if this is getting too far down in the weeds for you, nah. uh, but what what I ended up doing though. Um, when the video was super, super hot, uh, and it was kind of like the, the topic of the month, so they say. Um, of course, I was doing lots and lots of interviews, you know, radio interviews, you know, uh, website interviews, magazine interviews. And as a result, um, the individual that actually uh, had posted the video, uh, he actually reached out to me. And he basically said, hey, I actually am the one that posted this video for you. Uh, if you would like to have it, then I'll basically sign that over to you. Uh, so I kind of basically took over the YouTube account uh, simply because I, now I never tried to monetize the video because of course it's not my song it's a it's a cover song right right you know so I don't have the cup the copyright to it a lot of people think I'm a millionaire as a result and it's not the case because now a lot of things have happened as a result of the video clearly but as far as monetizing that actual video i couldn't do that but i gladly took over the channel simply so that someone else wouldn't try to do so and you know have the thing you know taken off youtube and that way i could at least kind of protect it well, I don't think you have so, to worry. But anyway, oh, the, the, okay. but, but the individual, uh, and I digress there, I apologize, but no. the individual that actually posted it, he, had, he turned out to be a really nice guy, you know, and we, we've emailed, you know, time to time. So, I mean, it, it worked out beautiful for me. It really did. Well, I, you know, I don't think you have to worry about anyone stealing your drumming style <laughs> because that is a very unique <laughs> thing. Uh, and, you know, you're obviously a showman. Um, have you ever been in a situation, though, with other band members that are like, Hey man, you know, tone it down, man. I'm the I'm the pretty boy lead right, singer, exactly. man. Maybe you haven't seen how good looking I am. People should be looking at me. Well, I've I've always been kind of fortunate in in that regard uh, because a lot of times, and I don't I don't say this to be disrespectful, but a lot of times when you're in a band, uh, the band is generally. Um, either run by the singer or a guitar player, and sometimes the egos there can be not always, but sometimes they can be a bit fragile. You know, kind of going along with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, every band that I was in prior to Rick K and the All Nighters, uh, they were all either punk bands or metal bands. So it was kind of a given that I played like that. It really wasn't uh, that out of the ordinary. But whenever I joined Rick's band. Um, very quickly on, you know, he kind of just realized that, hey, this is kind of a unique thing. Not saying that it's good or special, but it's just simply unique. Uh, so we kind of developed uh, a rapport between the two of us. I mean, much like a, uh, a Martin and Lewis mm -hmm. kind of a thing yeah. where we would just kind of pass the ball back and forth. And it worked out really well. So, you know, uh, to a lot of Rick's credit, we never really had a lot of those issues as far as settle down. Everybody's looking at you and not looking at me because I think, honestly, I think we did a really nice job uh, when I was playing with him. I think we did a, a nice job of passing that ball back and forth. So it just, it, again, it, it worked out for both of us because of course I uh, was in a situation where I could kind of do what I wanted to do. People enjoyed it. So that worked for him because obviously it's his band. You know, everybody's making more money. Everybody's playing more shows. Everybody has, you know, nicer perks. So, I mean, it was it was kind of a – I was – again, I was really fortunate. You know, I, I didn't really have to contend with a lot of that. You know, I just thought of another way of describing your, your drumming style. 
It's like you're being electrocuted and your arms are spasming uh, uncontrollably. That, that, but perfect, it, but it, perfect it, timing. Sometimes it feels like that, I assure you. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, yeah, well, I want to just go back to when the, vir- when the video went viral. I saw an ar- sure. uh, I saw a, um article or an interview that you didn't really know what was going on. And then were you on a tour bus or something? And then... All of a sudden, you got like two thousand emails in a morning, or something, and and you were some you were relatively clueless in the beginning of the takeoff, right? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, it it sounds kind of difficult to believe now, but at that time, whatever it's been ten, twelve years yeah. ago, you know, I honestly didn't even know what the term viral was referring to. Everybody kept saying, "I think this thing's going viral." And I'm not being. Is that syphilis? Silly. What are you talking I, about? I, I actually had to Google the term <laughs> to understand what it meant because, it, again, at that time, that was that was very new. You know, that was that didn't happen very often. Yeah. So yeah, I had no idea, and literally went from you know your standard you know forty fifty emails a day like most people, mm-hmm. you know, and literally woke up the next morning and literally had two or three thousand emails in, <laughs> in one day. And I'm and that's an actual number. That I'm, I'm not blowing that out of proportion. Just it, it happened literally overnight. I love that. Uh, you know, we actually have a lot in common, you and I. Um, I used to sell paper. And uh, my, my condolences to you. <laughs> well, well, uh, I used to sell paper, and you were on an episode of The Office, so we're basically like brothers. Yeah. Uh, I just rewatched the episode yesterday. It is just fantastic. Tell us about that experience of being on The Office, and uh, you played with Kevin and the Zits, right? Is that the best? Oh, ba- yeah. I've, I've, I'll be completely honest. Uh, when I when they first proposed the idea to me, because they basically just reached out to me, the producer basically reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested in coming on the show. So we kind of had to work it out schedule wise because again I was performing a lot. Mm. So you know I flew there, and honestly, I, I assume you know I mean it's you know it, it's a it's a large network you know and it's a large corporation and a lot of times things like that can be really really sterile, very um, unwelcoming, very cold. Uh, and I honestly walked through the front door, and I'm not making this up. Practically everybody kept came running up to me, just constantly shaking my hand, giving me big hugs. Everybody constantly was saying, oh, we've been looking forward to this all week. It's so nice to meet you. We're so excited. They they couldn't have been more pleasant to work with. I mean, it was it was incredibly warm, very inviting. They immediately made me feel like, you know, one of the club it was it was phenomenal. I mean, not to go on and on about it, oh, but do. honestly, it it was just a magical experience. I just can't say enough about them. They were great. You know, um, you're not the first drummer we've had on this show. Yeah. We've had we've had several, and including uh, one of our favorites, uh, Alan White, who was the drummer from Yes. Oh, I've met I've met Alan two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. phenomenal player. Yeah, he's he was great. And, and when we called him, he was watching The Price Is Right. So we interrupted the. <laughs> what are you uh, watching? Are you watching Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> what are you watching? Jeopardy right now, Steve? What are you... well, priorities are priorities, sure. <laughs> it's a showcase. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the things we like asking musicians when we get them on, especially someone of your caliber, is you know, who do you look up to? Who's give us your Mount Rushmore of drummers? So you already mentioned Keith Moon. Well, it, it's it's a, it's a twofold thing. Uh, for the 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 first 
jeez, half of my life, uh, probably more than half of my life, uh, it was all metal drummers, only metal drummers. I mean, if it wasn't metal, I really wasn't into it. Even like Alan, for example, you know, guys like Alan, even Neil Peart, you know, um, uh, Stuart Copeland. I mean, all these phenomenal drummers, you know, I have to shamefully say, I didn't pay a bit of attention to them. Right. I mean, if it wasn't Pantera, if it wasn't Slayer, if it wasn't Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, you know, Dream Theater, that kind of genre, I, I just wasn't really that interested in it. And, I, and again, I'm I'm ashamed to say that. Well, how, really how old are you, if, 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 if we may ask? You're, I think you're about the same age as us based on your yep. musical taste there, but... No. Okay, well, youngster. Yeah. Oh. So, so, I've got shirts that are fifty. Yeah, I got ear hair older than fifty-two. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, but but late, so all of all of my early drummers, like I said, were all the metal guys. Uh, but then whenever I joined Rick's band, for some reason, I I kind of started looking around, and then at that point, you know, and again, it's terrible to say that it took me that long, but at, at that point, that's when I really started discovering drummers like Buddy Rich. Gene Krupa, uh, Joe Jones, Lionel Hampton, um, on and on, Louis Belson. I mean, just just all of the incredible jazz drummers and big band drummers. And I was blown away. And then I'll be honest, I wanted to go put my head in the sand that it had taken me that long to simply open up my mind to these other other influences. And they really, really changed a lot for me. You know, And if you really watch the way I play, you can kind of see a lot of that. Yeah. Where granted, I'm I know I play kind of like a caveman, but there's a lot of subtleties there that are very much uh, inspired by, like, Gene Krupa. And they're very, uh, again, likely only, you know, drummers that really study that kind of thing would really, really see those connections. But, again, the, the jazz drummers, oh, my God, they were just incredible. So at, at that point, that's when I really started to span out a bit more, you know, and again, got into Neil Peart, got into Stuart Copeland, I mean, a lot of other things, because I realized that there's just there's this huge library of information, you know, and it's just right there. All you, have to, you just have to open up your mind to it. Have you, so, have it, you studied um, the animal from the <laughs> Muppet Show? <laughs> you know, and it's funny, so many people have said that, yeah. and, and I hate to snuff the idea, but... I'll be honest with you. I never really saw the animal until I was probably I don't know, twenty five years old. Oh, you know, okay. because I yeah I lived out in the country, and, you know, and I I didn't have cable. I mean, back then it was just five and twelve, you know, and uh, the Muppets never came on my my network, so I <laughs> that kind of went over. Now, obviously, whenever I watched it, it made sense, <laughs> you know, but but no, I, I like I said I never even saw it until I was like twenty five or so. Um. Talk to me about your neighbors. Uh, are they, I'm sorry? Talk to me about your neighbors. Are they? Uh, have you ever been fined by like a homeowners association for being too loud, or your downstairs oh, neighbors so, or so anything? Lucky. Yeah, honest to goodness, I'm, I'm. I'm. Again, I'm terribly fortunate. I my neighbors. I don't have very many of them. Because uh, they all they're, left. They're yeah, you're not I mean, living next to the drummer guy. I, I never bother them, or they never complain. I'm again. I'm. <laughs> I could be in a very much different situation, but I'm really lucky, though. They're great. Yeah. You live down in Texas? I'm sorry? You live in Texas? Where do you, where no, do you live? No, no, no. I actually uh, live in West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Okay. Right. I, don't, I, I don't know why I thought Texas is a ZZ Top. ZZ Top. A lot of people assume that because they kind of misunderstand uh, whenever Rick is doing the monologue at the beginning of that video. 
You know, he, he oh, says right. the, 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 the Texas yeah. reference. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's likely on top of that the fact that I'll, you know have very much a, a, a Southern drawl. You know, I think they you know, just kind of assumed that. Okay. Gotcha. So what do you? Do? But no, it's West Virginia, though. So what are you do, working on now? Keep. Um, are you currently with a band? Are you what projects coming up? I know you were doing a television show a little while back. Uh, but so what's going on now, Steve? At the moment, to be honest with you, uh, not not to go too much into it, but I'm just now to a place where I'm actually starting to be able to see some daylight. Uh, my mother passed away oh, about sorry. two years ago, sorry. and it was again not to go too much into that, but it it was beyond horrific. I mean, I was I was in bad shape for a while, really, really was. Uh, I'm uh, I'm an only child. Ugh. Of course, my father passed away about 20 years ago, so I always took care of her, and just I mean, we were really, really, really bonded in a really special way. So when she passed away, it was almost like, well, why am I doing anything? You know what I mean? Why why get out of bed? Why play? Why why do anything? So again, I was in a really, really dark place for it. it it's taken a couple years for me to kind of pull my head out, uh, but over the last say six months, uh, things are really, really starting to improve. You know, things are. I think I finally found my way to the uh, other side of that. And there's there's no rushing something like that. You just can't. Oh, Everybody's yeah, different. Right. Everybody has a different dynamic. Everybody has a different life. You know, whether they're married, whether they have children, they don't have children. They live in town. They live in the country. I mean, there's so many variables. Uh, you just can't rush it. And and when she passed away, I basically um, gave myself permission, you know, to just take the time. I wasn't going to try and rush it. I wasn't going to force it. I just literally went, well, I'm just going to kind of relax, you know, find my way to the other side. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm ready, I'll know it. So at this moment, uh, I'm not actually playing in a band. Uh, I have a bunch of feelers out. I mean, I would certainly like to. Uh, but at the time being, I'm actually starting to focus quite a bit on the uh, the YouTube thing mm -hmm. and trying to build the uh, my YouTube channel. And that's actually been really difficult for me because people have been telling me to do that for years. But I never did it simply because I thought, why would I do that? There's thousands of videos of me on YouTube already. Why would I add another one? It's 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 not necessary, you know. But people keep they keep seem to to they want that yeah so and it's it's taken a while for me to kind of uh open open up to the idea of that simply because i'm a i've spent the, my entire life being a performer being an entertainer being a live drummer you know to sit in front of a camera and just look at the blinking light and speak yeah. into the abyss you know I, I admire people that can do that because it's a but it's a very different skill set you know, I know you're still kind of an entertainer, but still, that's a very different skill set. Mm -hmm. yeah. So for me to open up to the fact that, well, maybe you could do this and maybe people would enjoy it, you know, that it was a little tough for me to get to that point. But I'm actually excited about it at this point. So I've got you know a nice studio set up. You know, I'm turning uh, another room into in my home into just a, a talking head area. You know, for interviews and questions and answers and tutorials, things like that. So I'm hoping over the next year, you know, to really, really grow that into something special. But right. it's a lot of work. Oh yeah, it's really <laughs> it's it's a it's a lot more work than people think about because you spend your entire life being a drummer. And then you suddenly find out, oh, great, now I have to learn how to be a sound engineer. Oh, great, now I have to be a video yeah. editor. Yeah. Oh, great, now I have, you know what I'm saying. There's, just, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. Well, and, plus, and plus, when you're doing it via YouTube, you don't get any immediate reaction. I mean, when you're doing a, you know, when you're in a, at a gig and you're drumming, you can see the reaction of your, your fans. But And you can feed exactly off the it. crowd, and, yeah. you know. It's and like it's, a, um, the, well, yeah. what is the name of the channel so we uh, our, our, our listeners can subscribe? 
you can you can literally just go to YouTube and just just type in the Mad Drummer and it'll the pop right up. The Mad Drummer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually I, I believe it's the Mad Drummer underscore official, but I mean it's it's terribly easy to find. Okay. Well, hey, hey, Steve, this has been a fun conversation. You seem like a, a great guy. Yeah. Um, you know, we're happy for you that you're coming out of the yeah, uh, good the vibes here, man. there. And, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. And you know, man, keep it up because uh, it, it, you're just fun to watch. Yeah, and, and that's that's a pretty rare thing. And you're very genuine, and you're having a good time too. So you, if you're ever in Chicago, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually have quite a few buddies in Chicago. So well, yeah, that would be that would be great. I'm I'm actually out there sometimes, so we might may try and do something next yeah, time. Yeah, we'd, we'd love that to hang great. out with you. Yep, we'll take you out. Uh, that, that would be great. That'd be great. Thanks for being on the show, yeah, Steve, thanks, and, Steve, and best wishes to you. Thank you very much. Again, I appreciate you being so patient, uh, making the show happen. Oh, it's quite a lot. Our pleasure. No problem. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. All right, you guys have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You can tell he's just a nice. Oh, guy. good guy. And uh, yeah. yeah, I. Uh, uh, he may have held back about the neighbors, though. You know, could you? <laughs> well, you know, do you really know how much the neighbors hate you? Uh, I you know? well, well, when he said that he doesn't have that many more neighbors, I think they probably all right. moved away. That's but, the reason why. No, what a great guy. Yes. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with OpiShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. Thanks to Brandon Herman mm-hmm. for uh, scoring the Mad Drummer for us. Uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. They just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with a brand new episode of A Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?